Hey everyone, welcome to episode 67, Organizing Your House, part two. Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to lesson. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. How in the world are we on episode 67? And like I said in all my podcasts, when I go to sit down and do a podcast, my brain starts percolating all those things. You're not good enough for this. Who do you think you are? You're not perfect. Remember that email you got from that follower? Maybe she was right. Maybe he was right. Remember that nasty gram you got? Maybe they're right. Maybe you should just pipe down a little bit. Maybe you should just not be so out there every single time. Every time I go to organize my house, same thing. Every time I go to organize my closet, same thing. Every time I go for a run, even though I've done the run probably since I was like four, still there. Never goes away. What is going to happen is you're going to get super comfortable feeling uncomfortable. You're going to get used to the voices. You're going (laughs) to, yes, I do have voices in my head and you have voices in your head and the voices are put there by us. Sometimes we think like it's this mythical place that's putting voices in our head. I see David when he's organizing a house, he has no voices. When he goes for a run, he has no voices. It's bizarre. I want to be more like a guy. They don't overthink everything. I overthink everything to a fault where I can't sleep and then I wake up and everyone's so rested in my house. And I'm like, bro, I just worried about you all night long. And everyone's like snoring away while I'm sitting up worried about something that has none of my business. But if you're a male, you might be the overthinker and your wife might be the underthinker. So it's that balancing out. So we can all learn from our spouses. So I'm always studying people and asking questions of people who are really good at organizing and then not so good at organizing. And I think the difference is The people who are really good at organizing, which is not me, don't think about it so much. They don't listen to the voices, or if they have the voices, they're so muted that they see that delayed gratification is coming, and so that's the voices that they listen to. I sound like I'm talking about aliens, but I sometimes feel like that. I'm like, how is it that it's so easy for one person and then so much effort for someone else? I know that I have ADD. So when I'm emptying the dishwasher, I literally, it will take me 45 minutes to empty 17 things out of the dishwasher. Because as I'm emptying it, my brain will go to, oh, you have to order lunch for Grady tomorrow. You better go on the website. It's like if you give a mouse a cookie, then I go on the website and then the website's down. I'm like, oh, I got to go do this now. I got to do it on the laptop. I haven't finished what I started. Happens all the time. So one of my favorite life hacks in the world is called the Pomodoro Technique. And I do it with this podcast too because I have been stalling doing this all morning long because I got an email this morning that kind of hurt my feelings. And then I had another email and another comment on posts that was like, thank you, you're helping me so much. And then someone else recommended the podcast to someone else. And they like tagged me and they're like, you won't believe. I'm like, okay, what is going on? How can one person like really not like what I have to say? And then one other person's like, oh my gosh, you have to listen to this person. I don't even know what to believe anymore. So the more you put yourself out there, the more you're going to get the positive and the negative feedback back. So just be ready for that and be okay with that. Not everybody has to like you and what you have to say. And I will say that it is the minority that won't like what you have to say because they will just, instead of saying something, they'll just kind of not be drawn towards you. And that's okay. 
And that's been very freeing. That no one's really thinking about me as much as I think they are. They're really thinking about themselves in which they see me through their lens. So I'm not for everybody and you're not for everybody either. And that's okay because I have insecurities. I'm a little bit loud. I'm very awkward in public. I'm very socially awkward. So sometimes that's not really a match for people and that's okay. So the Pomodoro technique is when you set a timer to do a task in a certain amount of time. So yesterday, the groceries were delivered and it was only Grady and I home. And it's usually all four of us and the kids are bringing in the groceries and then Dave and I are unpacking. Well, there was no David or Lily. And so Grady and I looked at each other like, what are we gonna do? We're both CD people when it comes to this stuff. And I'm like, Grady, what are we gonna do, bro? We don't have Lily and David here to help us like stay on track because they seem to have no ADD whatsoever. Grady and I um, were like, squirrel, what, huh? Let's go order your food. Let's go play catch. Even though there's milk on the counter, that's okay. So we're a little bit more impulsive where they're very like responsible and like by the book and like they just do all the things and they just do it so effortlessly. It's like kind of like when we're watching Dude Perfect. If you ever watch that, they do these tricks and their tricks are they make it so effortless. Like they will take four waffles and they'll throw the four waffles across the kitchen into the toaster, which has four openings and they'll all drop in and they're just walking by and they do it. I'm like, what is happening? And that's what makes it so funny is that they have no reaction afterwards. So Grady and I looked at each other like, what are we going to do? And it was like $200 worth of groceries. So it was a lot of groceries. And so I was like, I'm trying to teach him how to do this while I'm teaching myself. I'm like, should we set the music and try to finish by a certain number of songs? Or should we set the timer? So here I am teaching him strategies by, I'm not saying like, okay, Grady, let's sit down and talk about this. I'm like, bro, we need to figure this out. Like we don't have them on our side. What are we going to do? And so I'm teaching him the strategies as I'm learning too. Sometimes we think that we have to have it all figured out so we can teach our kids. But what if we could figure it out with our kids' help while we're teaching them at the same time? Because I really didn't know the answer to that. So he's like, let's set the timer. I'm like, what do you think this is going to take us? I said, I think 15 minutes. He's like, I think 10. I'm like, let's do 11 and go for it. (laughs) We were like going like our hair was on fire because the timer made us super, super focused. And sometimes when I'm feeling unfocused, The timer really helps me. It just kind of helps me when I go to think about, I need to order the food. I need to bring Maggie to the groomer. I need to make that appointment. All those things still come up, but I just say, okay, I can do that later or it's on the list or I can table that thought and not have to follow every single thought like down the different rabbit holes. So we set the timer for 11 minutes and boom. And like when I'm doing this podcast, I purposely set it up that when I finish, it's the time where I have to go pick up Grady from school. So that Pomodoro technique is very, very powerful because a lot of times our brains will say that's going to take too long, so we're not going to do anything about it. It could be laundry. It could be clothes that need to be folded. It could be organizing the counter space in your bathroom. It could be emptying the dishwasher. It could be mopping. It could be whatever your brain pops up. It's going to say, you don't have enough time. So setting the timer allows you to control the time instead of the time controlling you. Because so many people are so exhausted by the end of the day and they feel like they did nothing. That's how I lived my life for so many years. Because every time you think about bringing your dog to the groomer or you think about ordering your son's lunch or signing that yearbook paper or organizing that closet, every time it passes through your brain, you use a lot of glucose. Glucose is the energy in which it takes to make a decision. So indecision, I don't know, overwhelm and confusion is more exhausting than doing the thing. So go back to my time management podcast about me management. It's not about having more time. It's about managing your time. It's about being control of your time versus the time controlling you, just like the Raffia story. 
Like one day I thought my closet, it was getting a little out of hand. And I thought I need to send David and the kids out for the weekend just so I could organize this closet. And I'm like, let me just set my timer for 30 minutes and see how much I can get done. And Ben Sullivan talks about this concept called 80% done. And I said, I'm going to set my timer for 30 minutes and I'm only going to do 30 minutes because my brain could get on board with that. It could not get on board with 45 minutes. It wasn't a time thing. It was an effort thing. It was getting my brain on board. So I made a deal with my brain. And sometimes I'll make a deal with my brain. I'm like, oh, listen, listen, Linda. You ever seen that video of listen, Linda? We're going to do this for 30 minutes and that's it. And sometimes my brain's like, nope. I'm like, all right, we're going to do it for 25. And they're like, that's too easy. I'm like, all right, 27 it is. So I'll set my timer. I'm not even kidding for 27 minutes because my brain can get on board with 27 minutes, but no way 45. So I set the timer for 30 minutes and I finished in 33 minutes. And it was mostly done but I was shooting for 80% done. So part of my routine and part of my plan that I'm gonna talk to you about in the A line will not work if you don't clean up the T line. Because have you ever seen um, Seinfeld? He talks about in his book, oh my gosh, his book is so funny. And we've seen him live and literally bellied over, dying laughing, like tears streaming down our face. And he always talks about this relationship between our night person and our morning person. Like they're two different people. So the night person is like party, party, party. And then the morning person is so mad at the night person. Like, why'd you make those decisions, bro? That was so uncool. Now we got to live with this tiredness all day. Are you kidding me? And so this daily argument that he always talks about. And so I always have a conversation with like the messy Kelly and the organized Kelly. And I'm always like, the messy Kelly just wants to lay on the couch and eat bonbons and watch YouTube and watch Dude Perfect with Grady. But my organized person is almost like having this relationship with myself going, it's going to feel good because an uncluttered house is an uncluttered mind. So my brain starts to get on board a little bit because it wants to feel overwhelmed. So you're going to make a schedule and you're going to break it down. You're going to have it on your calendar. You're going to have it someplace where you can cross it off because when you cross something off, you get a shot of dopamine. Dopamine is stuff that is sold on the side of the road for big money. It is a drug that when you cross something off, you get a shot of dopamine. Now, just like laundry, there is no finish line. It's always a constant work in progress. Just like when you lose 50 pounds, you don't lose 50 pounds and then go eat ice cream every night for dinner. You lose 50 pounds and then you maintain it. So maintenance mode still takes effort and it's small efforts done daily over time. It creates a compound effect. The compound effect is a concept which you've probably heard of. And Darren Hardy has a whole book called The Compound Effect, which is fabulous about doing a little bit every day that creates a compound effect. So you're gonna set the timer. You're gonna have have this in your calendar. Instead of saying, I don't have time, you're gonna say, this isn't a priority. And then you're gonna say, I do have time and this is a priority. And then you're gonna have a chore of the day. The chore of the day could be something like mopping, dusting, vacuuming, organizing one drawer, or your bathrooms. You're gonna have a different chore for every single day. You also need to remove all of the stuff. When I say remove all the stuff, I just mean sometimes we ask our kids to go organize their rooms, but their rooms have so much stuff, there's no way they could organize it, even if they brought in a professional organizer. So purging is very, very important. You can take one room at a time, you can take one drawer at a time, but you're not gonna do it all at once. It's 15 minutes, sometimes 45 minute increments if it's something bigger like a project, like a closet. Because when you can get to that weight loss goal with your closet or with your kitchen or with your family room or with your living room or with your mud room, wherever that point of contention is for your own brain, whatever when you think about what causes you the most stress, because I asked, what's the hardest room to keep clean? And (laughs) Laurel said, the area between the front door and the back door. (laughs) 
But that's okay. If it's if it feels good for you, you just remember what's your comfort level versus your spouse's comfort level and your kid's comfort level. And then meeting in the middle where you're all on the same comfort level. So you're going to set the timer and you're going to put in your calendar at a certain time. It doesn't have to be every day. It could be a different time. And then as you're living your life, you're going to kind of go, you're going to clean as you go. Clean as you go, meaning like if you're walking from one room to the next and you see a hair tie sitting on the counter, you're just going to grab it and bring it with you. So you're always in that mode, but you're not actually cleaning. It's kind of like if you ever watch Rachel Ray cook, she never has a disorganized kitchen because she's cleaning as she goes. When I cook, oh my goodness, it looks like a bomb went off. I'm like, if I had to clean the kitchen before I ate, my food would be freezing cold. So it's kind of the same concept of if you kind of clean as you go while you're cooking, it's kind of you clean as you go as you're living through the house. So it's not like, okay, everybody out of the house, I'm going to clean all day Saturday, all day Sunday. That is not the goal. You might spend 45 minutes on a closet or a room or to get it to that weight loss goal. Think about your body weight. Everyone has a different set point for their different body weights that they feel comfortable with. So get that room, get that closet, get that counter to a comfort level, weight level that you feel comfortable with within five pounds. And I'm using that as a analogy so you can know that like losing the weight is hard and getting that house to 50 pounds less in the kitchen or whatever the room is, that part might be hard your brain's going to spin out in overwhelming confusion and then maintaining it is going to feel easier because you're getting it to that set point, that comfort level, that you have five pounds to spare within that kitchen. Does that make sense? I'm talking to you like you're on Blue's Clues. Point to the red apple. That comfort level between your goal weight and then you usually have five pounds on either side of that number and then you have comfort levels for your temperature that you keep in your house and you have three to five degrees difference in that temperature. I like 70, David likes 72. I could go up to 76 during the day, but not at night for sleeping. He can go down to 72, but probably not 70. So you always want to get that zone of Goldilocks for your house, that zone of comfort level that matches for everybody involved. Because when David's out of town, the house, oh my goodness, it's like so much effort and so much work. When I'm out of town, it's so much easier for him because he can live his A life without me around. And then when he's not here, I can live kind of like my CD life without him around. It was funny because I was traveling with my sister and we were in the same hotel room together. This is when I realized like, this might be a problem. It was like I left a trail, like there's a hair tie, there's a water bottle, there's a, I left a trail of where I was. My friend Arliss calls it piles for miles. And so David would say something about my miles of piles and I would get so defensive. I like turned into cray cray lady. I was like, who do you think you are? And you're not the boss of me and you're not my father and I already have a father. And I was like so defensive because he wasn't pushing my buttons. He was pushing on my ego because I was so afraid of not being good enough. Then with my sister and we're staying at a hotel and it was like so relaxed and I just let my hair down. And then she's like, I can kind of tell where you've been because you leave like this trail behind you of where you've been. And instead of getting defensive, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. She said the same thing David did. Why was I defensive when one person said it? And then my sister says it and I'm like all apologizing and like, I'll do better. I'm so sorry. That's so rude. I can't believe it. You have to share the space with me. And this is a hotel room. We're both paying for it. But David and I are both paying the mortgage. We both share the same space together. So I just thought that was so fascinating. I go, you actually make me less annoyed at David by saying that. So thank you for that. It was like this aha moment. Just like sometimes we'll be at a restaurant and he'll be like, Kelly, you're, you're, I get really excited. And I start telling a story. My arms start flailing. I get really loud. And I'm like, and then this happened. And then this happened. And he's like, you need to kind of turn it down a little bit. There's people at the next table. And I'm like, bro, you're not going to talk to me that way. Are you kidding me? Who do you think you are? I might not say all that, but I get super defensive. And then my sisters, and I'm out with my mom or sisters, and they're like, Kelly, quiet. You're talking too loud. You're interrupting the tables next door. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. That is so rude. And that is like, who do I think I am? Same sentence, different people, hugely different reactions. And you know why. 
So you know how I handle laundry. I like to do laundry every single day because the piles to fold are so small. Now, you can get the kids on board depending on their age. When my kids were little, I had them sort out just the socks or just the color red or just guess whose clothes they are. I'd play the guessing game. So you can make it more of a fun game for your kids, but you can get them on board. If you have any type of electronics or they do any type of electronics throughout the week, you have every single piece of power that you need for them to do it. Because it's a lot of if then. If you finish this, then you can do this. When then? When you do this, then you can. So Grady and I watch Dude Perfect. We watch three every night at 7.30. They're like five minutes each. He picks two, I pick one. The next night I pick two, he picks one. And then if we have like a bet during the day, I'm like, whoever wins this bet, like a silly bet, then they get to pick all three Dude Perfect. So he knows every day at 7.30. We are not doing Dude Perfect until he does all of his things and I do all my things. And it's not like, oh, well, you're not going to do Dude Perfect until you um, do this, 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 and this. He knows what he needs to do. He's nine now and I know what I need to do. So my energy around it is very excited. Like, I can't wait to see which one we're going to watch. It's going to be so fun. I have to do this, this, and this. What do you need to do? He's like, this, this, and this. I'm like, all right, it's almost like ready, break. And we're not running around with our chicken with our head cut off, but you know, it could be at six o'clock. We're kind of planning a lot. He needs to take a shower. He needs to have his clothes put away. He needs to have his room relatively picked up, but there's not a lot of stuff in his room to put away, like his shoes. He needs to have eaten dinner, finish his homework. So there's different tasks that he needs to finish. If I'm doing the kitchen, then I need to do the kitchen. If I'm feeding Maggie, I need to feed Maggie. So there's different things, but we're doing it together. And then it's almost like, okay, I'm almost finished. I got about 10 more minutes. He's like, oh, I'm almost finished. I'm almost finished with this. You know, I'm going to take a quick shower. And, and so it's working together versus working against like you're going to do this and you're going to do this and you're going to do this and then on saturday and sunday they have something called quiet time which is they get an hour of electronics and they sometimes can get bonus 20 minutes throughout the week and they can get those minutes taken away as well but i don't like to do a lot of all or nothing like you can have no electronics if you don't do xyz having like sometimes if i say i'm going to take five minutes away of quiet time if you keep doing that or i'm going to add more five if you guys keep doing that like adding and deleting within that 20 minutes you would think I'm giving them a million dollars. So sometimes I'll be like, you know, this is taking a lot of emotional energy and it might have to take away from the five minutes of quiet time or five minutes of dude perfect. Or we might have only time to do two dude perfects versus all three. I don't like to do an all or nothing. Like if he's not getting his stuff done or there's lots of tears or there's an attitude or anything like that, I don't want to do all or nothing. If you keep acting that way, you keep doing that, then we're not gonna do dude perfect at all. It's more like this is taking so much emotional energy. We're only gonna have time for two dude perfects and then one dude perfect or a half of one. That doesn't ever get to that point or he reads with David afterwards. So you, you and daddy are only gonna have time for two chapters and not three chapters. Do you see how that's different? Like I'm just as bummed that we can only do two dude perfects. And so on Saturday and Sunday when they have quiet time, you know, they know what they need to do and they already have their tasks. They have lists in their heads. Sometimes they write them out, like walking Maggie, putting the laundry away, folding laundry or laying the laundry flat if they're in charge of laundry. Are the dishes in the dishwasher put away? We run the dishes every day. We run the laundry every day. So every single day, these are tasks that need to be done, but not have to be done. They get to be done. And then there's almost like the cookie at the end, but they're not doing it for the cookie. They're doing it because they know that that's part of living in this house. And then it's not done in a very dictatorship way. It's done more of like, we're in this together. Like if Grady says, you know, can you make me PBJ? He always does after school. I'm like, sure, buddy. I just need you to put your shoes away. And while you're putting your shoes away, because I'm going to trip over them if I make the PBJ, then I'll be making the PBJ. And he's like, sure. So it's not me talking at him. It's talking with him. Like, sure, I can make the PBJ. I need this. So it's that shark tank of I'll meet you halfway. You can meet me halfway. 
So on Monday, you're going to set the timer for 15 minutes, and you're going to mop for 15 minutes and get 80% done. 80% is better than 0% done. You're going for B-. minus. You're not going to do the whole house. If you have a lot of tile or a lot of wood floors or a lot of hard surface, you're going to set the timer for 15 minutes. You might even do 10, and you're going to get to as much as you can get to because you're going to do a little bit over time. So if you set the timer for 15 minutes and you only get to the family room and the great room, then next time, the next following Monday, you're going to do the rooms for 15 minutes. So it's almost like when you're working against the clock, you work so much faster because your brain doesn't want to mop, but your brain can get on board with 15 minutes. I think I remember telling you when I was making Lily's smoothie, the blender went off in like two minutes. I'm like, I wonder if I could finish emptying the dishwasher by the time this blender goes off. And it works because you're working against the clock and your brain stays super laser focused. Even though it doesn't want to do it, you kind of like are talking to a little toddler like, we're just going to go to the party. I know you don't want to go to the party, but we're just going to go to the party for a little bit, not that long. So then on Tuesday, you could be doing dusting. Wednesday, you're going to vacuum for 15 minutes when you're not going to finish the whole house. And that's okay. We're going for 80% done and we're going for consistency and the compound effect. It's better than doing nothing. Even if it's only for 15 minutes, you can get one room done. Then on Thursday, you might organize one drawer. Friday, you're going to choose the master bathroom to clean plus one if you can get to it. Now, this is very much a once-over. This is not a deep clean. This is just maintenance mode. You might have to spend 45 minutes in maintenance mode on the high-stress areas. Because remember, you want to get to that goal set weight and that goal temperature scale and that goal area first, and then it's easier to maintain because you're just doing a little bit every single day. Sunday, we wash all the sheets and towels, and we replace them all, all our bedding, and laundry's done every day. It's put away every day, and like I said in my last episode, that sometimes I wash it so often that I'll wear the same workout clothes over and over and over because it's less to put away. And then when your kids are putting their stuff away, they just have to lay it flat in their drawers. They don't have to fold it all and make sure everything's so neat and organized. And then for some reason, we came up with this arbitrary number of age 10 is when they have to hang all their clothes. So at age 10, they're in charge of hanging their clothes, but you could easily make that more like seven or eight. If I could go back, I would do that. But when you have electronics, you know, when they have Dude Perfect or they have quiet time or whatever, then you say you need to do these tasks and then you can have your hour or you can have your Dude Perfect. And it doesn't matter when it gets done because the dog will be walked, they'll have their vitamins, they'll put their laundry away, they'll do the dishes. They know that that's a part of their everyday. And it doesn't matter if they start quiet time at two or they start quiet time at three. And you're like, I don't care when you start quiet time, you're going to get your hour no matter what. But they are running around like a chicken with their head cut off. But we have to be the first to go first. So if it's hard for you to organize, just know it's going to be hard for your kids to organize. Even if it's easy for you to organize, it's still going to be hard for them because they have the same brains that we do. And the brains, all brains, likes to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and be efficient. So instead of saying, I can't believe you don't want to do X, Y, Z, Grady will complain about putting the laundry. I'm like, I know, buddy, I have to go pick up poop. Can you believe it? Like, I agree with them. I'm like, I know. It totally, if I said S-U-C-K-S, I would say S-U-C-K-S, but I don't say that to the kids. But it totally stinks, bro. I got to go pick up the poop and you got to fold the laundry or lay out. He just sorts the laundry. When I say fold the laundry, we just lay the laundry flat and then each person's in charge of putting their own away. And they have to do it every single day. So then it's that compound effect. And that's not that huge pile that builds up because then no kid's going to want to put a big pile away. And then if they're younger, you just have them put their jammies away and then you do the rest. And then you add the shorts, jammies and shorts. So I hope this helped kind of clarify and answer any questions. I'm going to post a cleaning video in the comments that goes over this in very much detail. And I want you to always know that everything is figure outable and you come from a place of yes and just know that your brain will never be on board and you'll just get super comfortable feeling uncomfortable. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves 
so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really want to fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.